This is Paul Davy, Yield Point Specialist for Egg Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coonan in studio. We'll have updates from Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor as well. There's some spotty light snow being seen this morning, some in central North Dakota and more so in southern Minnesota. It's going to be windy, but the temps will be somewhat moderate today. By Friday, colder temperatures will be on our way over the weekend. Most areas will be struggling to get above freezing. The extreme cold will continue through the end of the month. La Nina continues to drag on impacting agriculture. Nutrient operational meteorologist Andrew Pritchard says farmers are ready for a change in this weather pattern. We thought it was going to fade last year. It, it kind of psyched us out and, and made its way back in here and we've dealt with a third straight winter season with that and again that's led to dry conditions in some areas that are tired of dryness and it's cold in some areas that are tired of cold so as we look forward we are actually seeing La Nina pull back. Pritchard spoke at the Northern Pulse Growers Association annual meeting saying the weather pattern is changing. As La Nina pulls back we'll see more like we've seen over the last one to two weeks. I know we didn't get hit really squarely here across the northern high plains but that winter storm that made its way through parts of Colorado into Nebraska, uh, Iowa just last week, that's a sign of maybe things to come here as we go through the rest of the winter into the spring. The governor's budget includes uh, $117 million over the next four years for the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. The proposal includes $4 million for a soil health financial assistance program and $4 million in revolving loans to improve water quality. Deputy Commissioner Andrea Vobel said additional dollars are being sought to address agriculture emergencies. The Ag Emergency Account was created in 2016 after the 2015 high path avian influenza outbreak. Many of you were around and integral in getting that passed and we're so grateful. Um, it's been, it's been uh, uh, just an absolute need for the response that we've had over uh, particularly this last year in terms of preparing for the next outbreak and response um, not not just with high path avian influenza which again we expect another outbreak here this spring um, but also the the looming threat of African swine fever um, luckily we've been able to get funds appropriated quickly from the legislature in the past for for response activities but we want to ensure that we have ample funding in case we are not in session and have to respond quickly there's also four hundred thousand dollars in but in the budget for noxious weed grants they've proven to be an effective way for MDA to provide coordination of efforts while enabling the needed on the ground management for particularly our county ag inspectors who are working hard around the state to to manage um, the the many noxious weeds on our on our list the governor's budget also calls for three million dollars to build out the infrastructure for higher blends of biofuels and three hundred thousand dollars to hire a climate coordinator Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation President Dan Glessing released a statement following the release of Governor Walz's budget. Uh, Glessing said they look forward to working with the governor and other leaders to continue to drive agriculture forward. Minnesota Governor's uh, Tim Walz's budget uh, was uh, has uh, was praised by Minnesota Farmers Union Government Relations Director Stu Lorry, saying. Farmers Union had, was generally pleased to see some of their big priorities included in that budget. We were uh, pleased to see, as in past years, that he's uh, proposed a budget that is very much in line with MFU's priorities. So first and foremost, yesterday he rolled out his health and safety budget, which included a buy-in option to Minnesota Care that would allow farmers and other independently employed folks the option to purchase um, insurance from the 
uh, program that covers low-income Minnesotans. It's high-quality coverage. And um, at the Capitol this year, our members have asked us to be particularly focused on finally bringing down uh, health care costs for farmers and others. So we're excited to see that. Lori expects to see some changes in the budget before it gets approved and says Farmers Union will advocate for a few other items that were not included. There's some things that weren't included in the governor's budget request as I'm reviewing the documents. One, um, we need to remove the sunset and expand the beginning farmer tax credit in our state. That's a hugely successful program, popular among our members, uh, helping uh, farmers transition farmland and other ag assets to the next generation. And another example in the ag committee would be uh, funding for cooperative development grants. You know, those aren't proposed uh, to be funded in the governor's budget request, which, you know, it's just the way things go. Budgets require making difficult decisions, but we're certainly going to advocate for that funding. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is in Africa, where she said urgent action is needed to improve long-term food security. It's been a common theme from the former Fed chair. Yellen said the war in Ukraine has worsened the food security threat from climate change. This is the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. The Minnesota Department of Agriculture is seeking an increase in the fertilizer tonnage fee to fund inspections, permitting, and nitrogen point source evaluations. The fee would increase from 39 cents to, per ton to 64 cents per ton. Representative Bobby Harder questioned that move. It can be a struggle to be a farmer, and it is right now with the uncertain times and the increase of costs. And this is just one more burden that you're going to be adding on to farmers that we have to somehow bear. Just keep that in mind when you're requesting that. The 50th annual Cow-Calf Day Seminar Tour hosted by the University of Minnesota Extension took place yesterday in Staples and Bagley. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has that story. University of Minnesota Extension cow-calf educator Eric Mosel says cow-calf day serves as a way for cattle producers throughout the state to connect and share information. There's not many uh, extension programs that last 50 years, so I'm pretty uh, excited to be a part of it and just excited for, you know, the Minnesota beef industry in general that they would support a program for this long. It's evolved over the years. It, it's met a lot of different needs and goals. Here in 2023, really the goal of the program is just to connect people connect them with information, connect them with each other, connect them with the greater industry throughout the state, and just, you know, provide FaceTime for all these folks to get together and, and you know, kind of feel like a community and, and be able to exchange information that way. Mosul presented a market outlook highlighting another great year of exports, describing both exports and demand. It's amazingly strong. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of that, particularly last year, uh, you know, there's a lot of stimulus money floating around, and I think that really supported domestic consumption of beef. It'll be interesting to see here in 23 now that it seems like a lot of that stimulus money has really cycled through the system uh, if beef will be able to compete with maybe some of the other meats like pork and chicken. Uh, you know, only time will tell. And then, you know, on the international front, exports have just been uh, astronomical, uh, both from a, a pounds of beef perspective and uh, dollars of revenue. The Cow-Calf Seminar Tour continues this evening in Greenbush and will wrap up the Northern Tour in Iron, Minnesota on Thursday. The Southern Tour will begin February 6th. Reporting agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network, 
I'm Whitney Pittman. The United States is facing a shortage of 80,000 truck drivers, which impacts every part of the supply chain. South Dakota Congressman Dusty Johnson and California Congressman Jim Costa have introduced legislation to address the issue. It incentivizes new truck drivers with targeted and temporary tax credits and streamlines the CDL process. American Pulse Association CEO Tim McGreevy says pulse crops are seeing strong prices after a second year of yields below the five-year average. There is, you know, really great market opportunities. Our prices are certainly well above uh, 10-year averages right now for everything. And, of course, you know, we've had two kind of tough years. You know, 21 was a huge drought across the entire northern tier, including this region, big time. Uh, but, you know, and so, you know, 22 was a little better, <laughs> uh, but still below our, our five-year average in terms of yield. So, uh, you know, we have pretty tight supplies and, and uh, going into the springtime here, and, and so our prices are pretty strong. McGreevy said their organization will be focusing on research, reference prices, and loan rates going into the new farm bill. We have to take a look at how can we protect farmers' actual risk out there, and the current reference prices are just, and loan rates are just too low. And so, you know, I think like many other commodities, uh, we'll be working to see if we can address that issue. We think ag research is really important. We're really undervested, you know, uh, underinvested in, in ag research for years and years. And, and we're trying to get that bumped up, especially for pulse crops, which have been under, undervalued for, you know, the, the uh, carbon footprint that they bring to the table. We think that should, we should get more research and more incentives uh, to growers to grow these really climate-friendly crops. A bill reinstating mandatory country of origin labeling for beef has been introduced in the U.S. Senate. The legislation would require USDA and the U.S. Trade Representative's office to develop a plan that is compliant with World Trade Organization rules. South Dakota Senators John Thune and Mike Rounds, Montana Senator John Tester, and New Jersey Senator Cory Booker introduced the labeling bill. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Herd liquidation hasn't slowed down with the new year. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has that story. Aberdeen Livestock owner Kevin Larson says the cull cows are never-ending coming through the sale barn. Been around this joint 27 years and have never seen uh, cows moving. Just pot load after pot load of cows. Packer did hoodwink us. Uh, used to be through this holiday season in December there, you would see a lot of times where the packer would need cows. Now they put them away in November. A lot of them cows from the west have big pushes and bread cow sales and a lot of opens in November. The packer puts them away, uses them through Christmas, and then uh, right after uh, Christmas here, I uh, get to the first of the year, uh, this year, this thing popped. I mean, we've sold five to 900 cows every week here uh, since the first week in January. Yes, they just keep coming. Larson says there was still demand left in the market for cull cows this week. With bull sale season almost here, older bulls are bringing good money at the auction barn, too. Boy, I tell you what, we saw a lot of these guys. Every good feeding cow went back to feed. Packer tried to battle in this thing. We drive this thing 3 to $5 higher. And I think a lot of people think we're going to run short of these cows. That's probably why these feeding cow buyers are in this thing. I tell you what, what a market. I mean, we had a lot of these cows up in the mid-80s. This thing might have been higher, more than 3 to 5 We were just 74 to 85 on these really good high-yielding feeding cows. Had a lot of these uh, second-cut cows, 67 to 73, but really jumped this bull market, this lean trimmings and things are high, 96 to $1.11 on these bulls. 
you know, last week they just come in firing right off the bat. Usually Valentine's Day is the high of the bull market. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Amlin International is being recognized as the best of the best in livestock production at the International Production and Processing Expo New Product Showcase. Phylox is a proprietary mineral technology that can be used to promote gut health in chickens and turkeys. Amlin Vice President Dr. Mark Heffer says this natural product improves digestion in the bird. When this material is included into uh, animal feed rations and an animal eats it, it's like a conveyor belt in the sense that our mineral can bind these toxins and then once it's bound to the mineral, these toxins do not enter the bloodstream and eventually get defecated out of the animal, thereby preventing the diseases associated with a lot of these toxins. And that IPPE show in Atlanta is one of the largest trade shows in the country, attracting visitors from more than 100 countries. It's exceptional attendance. I think they may, there's some rumors that it may be the record attendance, at least post-COVID, absolutely. And a lot of excitement, a lot of vendors. Checking markets, we have Minneapolis wheat seven and a quarter higher as we speak at nine ten and a quarter. Chicago wheat for March nine and three quarter higher. KC wheat March eleven and a quarter higher. The corn market a penny and a half better for March at six seventy four and a half. New crop a penny higher. Soybeans the other direction. We're down seven and three quarter cents for March fourteen eighty and three quarters. Uh, the uh, new crop contract down five and a half. As we look in on the farm calendar, Ag Country Farm Credit Services with its Ag Focus Conference today at the Holiday Inn. Speakers include Josh Linville, Director of Fertilizer with StoneX, and meteorologist Eric Snodgrass from Nutrient Ag Solutions. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.